ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position. Ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing. Cause I'll be willing and dealing. Find me the trade. Cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 100 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts podcast network. And yes, we are at the big 100, and it's pretty cool to be here. I didn't, uh, Dustin could probably tell you, uh, spoiler alert, Dustin will be on this podcast, uh, that uh, two and a half years ago, I never expected to be doing 100 episodes of any podcast, let alone the multiple podcasts I now do. And and this one in particular had a little bit of a a bumpy road to get here. So it's it's pretty cool. We've had some host changes. Uh, We we had a uh, an ending, uh, a mysterious ending, uh, a Sopranos like ending. Thanks, Dustin. Uh, and, and then brought it back and, and it's just, it's going to throw out ups and downs. Uh, but it's great to be here. You know, we're five hosts and, uh, dozens of find me trades, too many yinglings to count and uh, probably too many bathroom breaks to count later. We're here at a hundred episodes. So, uh, <laughs> and it's kind of fitting. We're kind of going back to the beginning a little bit here. Uh, co-hosting with me tonight is, uh, Bobby Koch. Uh, he was on episode three of, of this podcast and was uh, kind of a, a big help behind the scenes, even before he came on that third episode, uh, kind of t- giving me and Dustin some advice on podcasting. So, Bobby, how are you doing tonight here in episode 100? I'm doing pretty well. And I'm also surprised, given how you guys sounded on those early episodes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, it definitely everybody starts out somewhere. I was happy to help out. I could tell that one day this would be something very special. It very clearly is. Dustin, you are missed. I mean, we still talk regularly, but it's not the same to just not listen to you on a podcast regularly. So I'm glad you were able to join us tonight. And while I just became a co-host or host of the show, um, I still want to say congratulations to you all because I've only been on really for an episode or two. So the other 98 or so (laughs) took place without me being involved in official capacity. So congrats to everyone else involved. It's just been great to see the growth of this podcast. And I hope that we can continue to take it forward. Yeah, appreciate that, Bobby. And as we both said, uh, our guest tonight is the one and only Dustin Church, original uh, co-host of this podcast with me. Started out just the two of us. Uh, He kind of convinced me into doing this. I had no desire to be a podcaster, ironically, and now I do three podcasts. But but Dustin, man, I'm happy to have you here. Uh, Love you. How, How you doing? You know, I'm, I'm doing well, you know, when you texted me, you know, a couple of months ago and then three weeks ago and then two weeks ago and then a week ago <laughs> and then three days ago and two you know, no, uh, <laughs> reminded me to jump on, you know, I was like 
man, I know that week is really, really tight for me, but I, I want to do everything in my power to jump on because like I, I miss talking with you guys. I miss, you know, talking football, I miss being involved in the community. And, you know, um, 100, 100 episodes is a huge accomplishment. You know, I knew that you were going to get there from the beginning, but it's still awesome to like to see it and to, to be part of it. So, you know, I was really excited and honored to, to be brought back on. And, you know, I'm just excited to talk football um, and, you know, have some fun and uh, for old time's sake. So yeah, and, and we are going to be getting to talking football shortly. But uh, I, I, it's funny you said that, Bobby, because I was going to ask that to both of you. Well, especially you, Bobby. How how bad was it when we first started? <laughs> um, it wasn't bad per se. There was just there's room for growth, um, which I which is a part. nice way of saying bad. No, it, it, listen, I will put constructive criticism is always good. Yes, I'm, not, it is. I'm not going to call out any shows in particular, but I've listened to shows before where I could tell that the people involved just should not be podcasting. And I've said this before, where not everyone is a podcaster, not everybody is a writer, not everyone is a video person, etc. If you want to be involved in the space, that's great. But maybe also try to find what you like to do and also what you're good at and so there are some podcasts out there that i have listened to in the past and i think for the most part they're actually no longer in existence that were not good this was not one of those podcasts ever i knew that at some point it would be a very good podcast it wasn't a particularly rough beginning there was just there was some i if i recall your main stuff was just like audio things which primarily comes down to like equipment and then with like Rocky, it was just experience and you're much more experienced now. It is kind of funny that Dustin was the one trying to get you involved. And now Dustin's not really involved anymore. And you co-host like a million podcasts, <laughs> but yeah. It, you no, know, I'm was, just the leader. I just, I'm just, you know, show them the light and let them run in and do their own he's thing. The, he's the mentor. And then, yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed listening from episode one, regardless of whether I, it was a perfect product or not. And I think that's just a credit to what you both brought to the table. I'm glad to hear that. And somehow through all this, like I said, the kind of ups and downs, we've managed to hold on to our solid, you know, 20, 25 person listener base. So I'm very happy to see that. Um, <laughs> Dustin, uh, I just wanted to ask you before we get into the football stuff, is there any like favorite moment you can remember from, from your time on the pod? I think you were on the first 35, 40 episodes. So. Yeah, I think it was, um, you know, it, it was a lot of fun just connecting with all the people in the community and like all the different Rocky was really, really big on getting all the big name guests that he could. It's <laughs> like, he was like, I'm going to get everybody. And I was like, why don't we just do like a smaller show? He's like, no, we got Ryan. We got blah, 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 like everybody coming on. And I, I still so, have it, but Andrew's just as much that guy now too. <laughs> so like, that was fun. But I think the, I think the, the funniest moment was, you know, you and me and our buddy, uh, Ben Eby, um, were, were recording. That and is then a good one. Yeah. He was trying to get, you you were trying hard to get Scott Fish on, like constantly. And then you DM'd him, hey, we're going live, blah, 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 blah. And then like he messaged you back and you almost missed the yes, message. Yes, I saw about an hour the into the show. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and then all of a sudden, like we just go on there. And it was so it was just really like I could see in your eyes something was going on, but I couldn't figure out what it was because like it was a secret for me. And then like afterwards, you text me, you're like, 
damn man like i almost missed it like he messaged me a while ago and then like he was like well i guess never mind then and like rocky was just like oh no so that was really that was just a really funny and that was like when i knew i was like okay rocky's taking this to that to that next level and so but you know just all of our all of our friends in the community like especially like all of our our trade addicts three friends you know ta3 for life um just seeing like getting them all on and them giving us that 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 encouragement to to go forward with this you know uh ff trader joe our buddy he he was really big instrumental in getting getting this started as well and and obviously russ like all his advice and everything was just awesome so you know it was i think the funny thing is just just showing that we can do it like that was yeah. just you know we both went into this and was we I was like, I don't have that voice for, I had for no podcasting or radio. I like, I don't yeah. know what I'm like. And then you're like, hey, I don't know anything about tech. So you're doing all the editing. And I was like, okay. Like, you know, just figuring then, it all out. And so that was just fun. Just being able to to learn and show that we can do it. And yeah, we, obviously you're you're su super successful now doing it. So like kudos to you for keeping it going. And like the growth and the development you've had. Just seeing that has been awesome. Also, Dustin, you do have a voice for radio. And one thing I will say to your yes. point about like Rocky and Andrew trying to get big people is when I came on as a host, like basically the first thing they were like was, so what's your Rolodex? Like, who do you know? How can we use you to get more people on this show? Yeah. I was always like, hey, let's like invite some league mates. Like we can get into smaller leagues. And he's like, no, we need blah, 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 blah. We need everybody. And he was like, I was like, so I just let him do that part of the show. I was like, he's just gonna do the networking side of it. I don't like. That's, I, that's I don't have the time to commit. Yes, yeah. yeah. uh, and I don't know about super successful, but I somehow keep convincing people to let me do, you know, podcast or come on my podcast with me. I don't know how I do it, but, um, but yeah, it's it's funny you mentioned the tech thing because yeah, I did not know how to edit for about the first fifty episodes of this podcast. Even, even after Dustin, we were talking for the show. Even after Dustin left, he was editing for about probably 10, 15 episodes because I didn't know how to do it, and I finally and then I like full on just created a video like yeah he did like. And I showed him like this is what you do step by step. So, because I was like, all right, Rocky, I get like I'm I'm still willing to help out, but like you got to figure this out on your own. <laughs> and yeah, and just uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned the Scott Fish thing. That was one of my probably my favorite moments too, because I remember that night and I was literally like pumping my fist uh, <laughs> while we were doing the show. And I don't think you even realized for a second what the hell I was doing it for. And then Scott pops up in the in the bottom of the screen to come into to the, the stream. And, and the, the one moment I was thinking it was kind of our first really big guest was a few episodes before that. We got Ryan McDowell. And I remember we I, I told you Ryan was going to come on. And I was like, holy shit, how are we going to do a show with Ryan McDowell? Like, we don't know what that was. This was episode seven, I believe we got Ryan on. And, uh, yeah, and he was like super engaged, like with the find yes. me a trade. You're like, is he actually going to do find me a trade? Like I, he's Ryan. He's yes, that was, he's that busy. Like especially he, early on, I was very worried about any. Like we had JJ Zacharyson in an episode or two later, and I, I always worried like these guys aren't going to want to do find me. You know, they don't want to do homework to come on a podcast. But the large majority of people have found time to do it, which has also been very cool. And I think Ryan like actually beat us in putting in the trade. Like he was one of the first ones in there. I, was yeah, like, I think so. I was like, like I was like, all right, he went big. I gotta, I gotta step this up. Yeah. So. Okay, so we'll we will finally you know stop blabbering about our our time on the show for now, and uh, it, it may come up again later. Who knows? But uh, let's get into some football stuff. And uh, speaking about time on the show, we used to have a segment called Fantasy Face Off, which I brought back for this week. 
uh, just just for fun, for old time's sake. And it kind of fits with our topic anyway, because I, I picked two guys uh, who are back to back in ADP. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, running back 15 and 16. They're 53 and 54 overall in May uh, Superflex ADP. And it's uh, Cam Akers versus ETN. And basically, just which who do you prefer? The way we phrased the question all the time when we did this segment was who do you want to roster on, on a 12 team PPR Dynasty League? And I was kind of shocked by the, the Twitter poll results. We got 290 votes. And it ended up ETN 73% to Acres 27% for two guys who are back to back in ADP. So it's about me and Dustin have been blabbering on a little bit here. What, what are your thoughts on, on, on these two? If you I, I think Trader Joe in the in the thread said, Can I trade either of them for a 23 first? That's not an option here. You got to pick one, Bobby. All right. Well, that was going to be one of my reactions, but I will say, I think we've said before on this show that when Twitter doesn't agree with you, that generally feels good. And my instant reaction was like, oh, I'd rather have Cam Akers. He's in the better offense. He did show that he's at least somewhat recovered by playing in the playoffs last year, where ETN, you know, you can say like, oh, yeah, Liz Frank injury, all of that stuff with like Urban Meyer. So we don't know what the Jags offense is really going to look like. Don't get me wrong. I know Doug Peterson has used running backs well before, but there's something about being in an explosive offense, being a player that I believed in, being a player that is already shown at least that he's mostly healthy, I think. And the injury doesn't scare me quite as much as the Liz Frank, just because from what, and I'm not a doctor, but from what I understand of the two different injuries, one has been much more damaging to the long-term careers of running backs than the other. And that's the Liz Frank versus the Achilles. So I would go with the guy who's in the better offense with the injury that scares me a little bit less personally. So to your point, Rocky, I'm kind of, interested to see that twitter is very much against me on this one yeah and i thought it was funny to do these two as well because these are two guys i've been vocally against um pretty much or lower on i should say than the community but uh i'll let dustin chime in first uh before i do and then i'll finish it off so just uh, i almost called you justin i think uh <laughs> man i i go away and you don't don't even remember my name i don't no, um i saw this question it was pretty easy pretty easily acres for me um kind of for the the points bobby said like he's in a way better offense but outside of that we saw that how much commitment um they showed him in the playoffs when he was still coming back from injury like he the amount of carries he was getting the amount of work that he's that he was getting it just shows that they're gonna they're going to give him work he's not gonna have any questions about getting carries and and working that offense and you know right now he probably also has the better quarterback um who knows on Lawrence right now, but like, we know that that offense, that team, we also know that that coach knows how to use him. Like, so I'm right there with Bobby on all his points, like, but the usage is, is going to be there. And that's the main point. I mean, we, we might see this later on with, with ETN, but as of right now, it's, it's pretty easily acres for me. I just, you know, he shows he he's recovered from that injury. Um, now he's had a whole non-point scoring season to, to really recover. I, and strengthen that leg now. You know, he showed he's recovered. Now it's just strengthening that I think like he's in for a, a pretty decent year. Like I, I, I'm, I'm not the biggest Acres guy like you, like you, Rocky. But I still, you know, we've never seen Etn do anything. We don't know how he fits with that team. Um, I mean, it does help that James Robinson is now also dealing with the Achilles. So who knows when he comes back? So it could be Etn's um, backfield. But as of as of now, it's it's Acres for me. Yeah, it's it's so funny that. 
Twitter was so in favor of one side here because I'm with you guys. To me, this was pretty easily acres. Like, and it was funny. Some of the res- the, the 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 responses in the uh, in the tweet the tweet thread were were like diametrically opposed. Like, oh, this is definitely ETN. No, it's so easily acres. Like, and that's I guess kind of how I feel. And for all the reasons you basically said, you know, the offense. Uh, we haven't really seen acres do a lot either. By the way, though, I will say that. I mean, everyone, I, I think people kind of even don't remember that he didn't play that much his first year. Like there was a lot of, uh, you know, he was just being mixed in here and there and he kind of came on towards the end of the year and then everybody loved him. And that's, that's kind of why I hated him. I, don't, I didn't hate acres. I hated that people were valuing him as a top five running back pretty much based off a few games at the end of the year, but at least we have seen something and, and like you guys said, the offense, the quarterback and, I, I don't know if you do you mention this, but Doug Peterson uh, scares me a little bit with ETN. I, I know James Robinson is banged up, but if, I still believe if if that medical, you know, medicine may have progressed to the point where if, if it Cam Akers can come back in four months, I think James Robinson can probably come back in eight. He probably won't be great. He probably won't be as good as he was before, but I, I still think he's going to be mixed in there. And Peterson loves to do running back by committee. Uh, more so than the Rams do. So uh, I, I was, like I said, just utterly shocked that it was, it was so I think the takeaway here is if, if you have uh, ETN, go, go trade him for acres plus. <laughs> I think it's also just Darrell Henderson has been like fine. Whereas like nobody who's available to the Jags right now, because James Robinson is hurt right. has shown anything. So people might just be scared of Henderson taking that job because to your point, we were all just super impressed by the fact that Cam Akers even came back to play in the playoffs at all. But it's not like he put up amazing stats or anything like that. Like his right. best game was like 60 yards from scrimmage. It's more just like, oh my God, this guy is playing. But it wasn't like, oh my God, this guy is playing and he's putting up amazing stats. Right. But it's interesting to me that people are like, he did come back in the same season and people are writing off James Robinson like because he had an Achilles injury. He's just like done for his career now. Whereas we just saw because he's a undrafted free agent, yeah, exactly. People just naturally hate undrafted free agents. They go, "You didn't get any draft capital, therefore I hate you, even if you produced." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and anything that they can use to fit that narrative. So, like now that he's injured, like, oh, his career's over. Like, but yep. we've seen it happen too. So, yeah, he produced, but his career is over because he's now injured and. Another running back who had higher draft capital got injured in their career is not over because I say so. And that's how it works. Yeah. So again, we're, we're three for three on acres. So go, go, uh, go trade ETN for acres plus go do it. Um, so our main topic for tonight, uh, was going to be talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, God, my throat tonight, uh, 80, I, I must be all verklempt over, over episode 100, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I have that effect on people. You're just going back to your episode one roots, Rocky. It's fine. There you go. (laughs) So you're saying I'm doing horrible tonight. Thanks, Bobby. Uh, (laughs) Okay. We were looking at uh, May Superflex ADP and just kind of picking out, each of us was picking out some guys we thought maybe were overvalued or or undervalued. Just wanted to talk it out a little bit between us. And uh, we actually have category two, who the hell knows, which we'll get to. but I will, Dustin, as the guest, uh, I know you threw, I don't remember, we didn't put down who put he, which person. So why don't you take one of your guys and we'll, we'll start with him. We'll see how many we can get through here. So my overvalued, I put uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Um, and I know that's been kind of the question going around right now is, is who's who it's going to be. 
right now they're going uh, back to back in ADP at, at 16 and 17 overall and wide receiver nine and 10. Um, and I just, I, I think I'm, I'm really, I put this on here to get your guys' opinion on this um, because I, I don't know that two is going to be able to maintain two top 10 receivers. And so I wanted to like, I think that's going to end up overvaluing both of them. Like, I don't think I can commit to taking either one in, in the top 10 right now because I don't know who it's going to be. Um, I, I personally think it's going to be Waddle just because I don't know that Tua's got the arm strength and the accuracy, even though Tyreek Hill came out and said, you know, he's getting more accurate passes more than accurate. he got from Mahomes. You know, <laughs> that could just be him trying to hype up his quarterback, whatever. Um, but, you know, I, I still think it's kind of waddle. They they really developed that that rapport last year. He's more of a slot guy, so he's going to get peppered with those targets. That is going to like help him um, return that 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 ranking that finish. But where are you guys at on the two? Like I think they're kind of probably both overvalued right now. I'm I'm with you on on waddle. Uh, I'm waddle over Hill, and I actually think his value is fine. I think for waddle, I, I, Tyreek, I, I don't have, have too much of a problem with either. Like you said, they're they're wide receiver nine ten back to back. I think you didn't separate them here. I assumed uh, waddle's higher at nine, uh, but as the younger guy, I'd rather have waddle. I, I think waddle's going to outscore Tyreek. Uh, I think this year, and if he scores him this year, I think it's likely for their time in Miami. He's ten, he's probably going to be the slightly higher guy. Uh, it does cap probably his ceiling, uh, just because uh, the the biggest thing with Waddle last year was that they didn't unlock kind of the the deep threat of him. I, I don't know if that's going to happen. Like he has speed for days, and they didn't really use that. And I don't know that they're going to with Tariq there now. So it does cap his upside. So from that angle, I can see him maybe being overvalued, but I, I think he's valued about right. If not slightly undervalued, I, what he did as a rookie, he, I think he broke the rookie record for receptions. Uh, so, and, and I'm, I think that's kind of where I'm at. Like he, sorry to cut you off. Like he no. was wide receiver 13 last year and he, he didn't start slow. He started right away in week one like producing right away in week one. And now they brought in a Tyree kill that is going to, you're going to have to feed. Like, so I don't know how he's going to jump with like setting records and targets unless he starts scoring. Like, that's just kind of where I'm at. Like they brought in Tyreek, like that's just more of a pie to, you know, what the are you going to say, Bobby? Kind of lost here though is, and while I agree, you know, being the main target on your team can be beneficial. We talk about this all the time as if it's like a negative thing, but bringing in another weapon can open up passing lanes for you so that now de defenses can't just key in on, okay, the only thing on the Dolphins is Waddle. It's, I have to pay attention to Tyreek. I have to defend him. Maybe that'll open things up a bit more for Waddle. Um, I do generally agree that of the two, I want Waddle more. I do think that maybe both are currently being slightly overvalued just because I do think they somewhat cap each other's ceilings. That said, Tyreek's at that scary age for dynasty. Maybe not if you're Rocky or someone who plays like Rocky. And I'm not saying that's necessarily even a bad thing. But if he has like a quote unquote down year, he will be 28 or 29. And suddenly people in dynasty will be like, oh, he's not a top 12 wide receiver. What are we thinking? And his value has a bigger chance to crater. So I think. Tyreek is the bigger trap than Waddle because of age and other factors like that. Yeah, we've seen that all the time. I think this time last year, I, I heard on another, I, can't, I wish I could credit them, I heard on another podcast, DeAndre Hopkins, I think, was like wide receiver 10 at this point last year. And, and we've seen what's happened to his value. Uh, one, you know, uh, 
not quite up to par season with the injuries in it. And he's like, I don't even know where he is. I, we don't have him on the sheet. So uh, I think he's somewhere in like the 20s or 30s. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. Tyreek's value is, is is on the precipice there of just diving Hopkins completely. Current, Hopkins' current ADP is 79 overall and the wide receiver 41. But that's also because oh, he just wow. got suspended. Like, that's you know, true. Like, he's going to miss The, the community is really old. like – reactive right now so the may adp like obviously he just got suspended so he's going to be down on that right but, now the community is just always reactive yes. that's just point blank we are that's, that's I, i've said that a million times on pot it's amazing for a game that's supposed to be long term how we are i feel like more reactive than than even redraft like you know people are in terms of these kind of things so um but before we move on to the next guy, even though, uh, you know, I'm very happy with how the podcast is going so far, well into it, uh, I think we'll add another host in. Uh, <laughs> I'm out. This is good to see you guys. <laughs> yeah, I think that means it's time for Dustin to leave since uh, we, we have Scott Sidlow here. Passing the torch, baby. Let's go. <laughs> uh, you know, Scott, man, man, how's it going I, tonight? I, I, I want to say that, um, so listen, listen to this full statement here, so. We may not be here without me, but we also are here in spite of me. So that's that's pretty incredible within <laughs> itself if you think about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, you, you kind of got both ends. Like, hey, you kind of helped and you kind of sucked. And then, you know, it all came together and we're here. So, I mean, look at that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, I like it. It's pretty deep. I didn't know we were going to get that deep. You know, I know like, philosophy, baby. That's what's coming out of Chicagoland right now. It's it's politics season. <laughs> but yes, I'm very I'm very happy to have Scott on tonight. And, and when he came on the show, I uh, you know after Dustin had to leave, you know Dustin, you know had to actually care about you know real life and uh, <laughs> got too busy to do a podcast. No. <laughs> but but yeah, it was, Scott's been great. Uh, I don't know if you want to say anything. Is there any specific memory of the show that you really enjoyed or anything like that? I, I didn't tell you i was going to ask any questions but uh, <laughs> any memories before we move on to the rest of the football stuff well yeah i mean i just i think it's funny because i don't think we we had known each other that well or that long right yeah. at the time and I it was just kind of like yeah. you know yeah when, and when so, you came on I, I had already done trade addicts so i knew you know i knew you from the trade addicts b team and all that yeah right right and and then um I mean, I think it was just good timing. Everything worked out the way it did. And so uh, that was pretty cool. And so, yeah, I mean, it's been fun, like, getting to, even though I kind of always do my own thing on Trade Addicts anyway, because, like, Russ isn't going to add it, so I just do whatever I want. <laughs> but, uh, you know, being on here and kind of putting my own spin on it and just getting to be a regular part of the community has been you know, it's just been awesome. So for me, I'm super appreciative of, of you reaching out you know, from the very beginning and then uh, just what it's grown into and kind of our little community that we have, it almost feels like feels a little bit different. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I have for a long time and there, there's a few of them. I'm not saying it's just us, but I think there's definitely a few out there that are, you know, we're kind of our own little community. Like we, we are definitely junkies, you know? Yes. Like we love this stuff. We, we live it, we breathe it. And, um, I, th I think it's been really cool interacting with our listeners. We've had, think about all the guests we've had on, you know, we, we have had, I mean, what a run we're on currently too, but like 
just over the history, all the different people we've got to have conversations with. And, and it's not just the great content we get to put out for the listeners, but it's the conversations we have before we start recording and after as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and some, sometimes some of the things you, you learn or just those conversations you have or the relationships you build. And I mean, that's, you just, you wouldn't get that if you're not doing this. Right. So I think the, all of that combined is just really cool. And that, that was, excuse me. That was always my thing when, uh, when Dustin asked me to do this, you know, I never expected that this to become much of a thing. And I, I didn't know how many people would listen, but I, I always just figured, you know, it'll be so cool just to talk with football, with all these, like I've talked with JJ Zacharyson, and I've talked with Ryan McDowell. I've talked with Bobby Koch. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, so Scott made this really nice statement. And now I'm going to show you some stuff behind the scenes and just say, put this out there. That Scott, one of Scott's favorite moments happened in like the past week or two when we had our episode of David Zock because he said that was one of our best episodes ever. <laughs> yes, it was. And that I'm a better host than Rocky. So just bring it back. There. Whoa. <laughs> I, I no, I just said you're high, the best host of all of us, to be to be fair. I don't know. That's, that's true. A high you didn't player, specifically Bobby. call out Rocky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bobby just likes to stir that pot. <laughs> that's a pretty low bar, Bobby. So that's I, what they I brought me in to do. Much out of that. Uh, but, yeah, I'm but, excited to be jumping on with Scott. Like he he tried to get me to when he was hosting uh, Trade Addicts, you know, a couple like a month month and a half ago. Yeah, we were going to come on. And we just couldn't connect. Yeah, I know, right? That would have been fun. Yeah, and you know, Scott. Now Scott's here. I, I guess just a little later here, we'll we'll add Andrew in. You know, hey, might as well have all the hosts on. Why not, Andrew? What's up, gentlemen? And- Happy yeah, I was wondering where you were at. Like, I saw your comments, and I was like, "What? Does he just not want to talk to me? Like, what's the deal here?" Like, I <laughs> no, see him commenting. See, He's obviously going, paying attention. We're going in linear order. This is brilliant. I love yeah. this idea, Rocky. Where it's like, this is how the hosts have come on. This is great. And yeah, Bobby and even Bobby, Bobby, and Bobby wasn't a host till late, but yep. he was on episode three, so he fits. Well, also, word. I will call myself out and say that I would have fallen asleep if I was yes, not on that the was entire true. show. <laughs> but I could disappear for like a while and come back later. At some there you point. go. We'll see. <laughs> um, but great. Andrew, any any before we you know completely bore the people with just talking about the the, the history of the show. Uh, anything you want to say before we get back to the football stuff? Well, I, I know that you guys were one of the first Dynasty podcasts I started listening to. Uh, one of those like auto subscribe, auto download kind of things, because I just love the banter you two had. I mean, obviously, you and Dustin go way back. And I know there was a stretch where there were, you know, so like Dustin was there and then he wasn't there and then Scott was there. And I was just like, man, I still hope they got the vibe and it was still there. You know what I mean? Like it was still like that kind of like informative, but lighthearted, yeah. like funny, Dustin but really and Scott informative both, like, all the around. My balls. Exactly. And I love anytime anybody can bust your balls, Rocky. I'm always a fan of that. So it was it was an honor to get asked to join the team. I was like, oh heck yeah. And they've already got a game gearing uh like intro. Like this is brilliant. Like yeah, I, I just no that doubt. song I still Maybe play the it, best like, thing the about the show. Easily. <laughs> no yeah, doubt. none of us are great. It's just that that man bun intro is just fire, man. I'm telling you. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm glad you're here, Andrew. Like I was talking to Rocky and he was like, man, I don't know who to bring on. I was like, you should bring Andrew. Cause when we had him on, like he was fantastic. Yes. And so you're here because of me. So you're welcome. Well, I appreciate that. Dustin. <laughs> I, I kind of figured that was the case. To yeah, be honest. Th- there was, I hope Scott doesn't mind me saying that. There was a point here where Scott no. was a little iffy. Like he had some real life things going on, kind of like Dustin did yep. and uh, had to step away for a little it bit. Was I was hosting by myself for a while. And yeah, I did. I did. Me and Dustin talked about it and he, 
I, I, and when he said it, I was like, oh my God, that is so perfect. Because I remember when you came on, we, we neither Dustin or I were super familiar with it. Was, I mean, this was like two years ago when you yeah. came on. It was early on. And we weren't super familiar. I'm like, wow. After you came on, we talked about it. I, I don't know if we, you know, we said anything to you, but we, we were like, wow, Andrew was really good. Like we, That was a really good show. And and when he said that name, I was just like, yep, that, that is the perfect person. Well, and I, I wanted just, to say this because I thought it was entertaining. I look back into my, my records because I keep track because I'm ridiculous. And I was on episode 15, so I was, I was not quite number three like Bobby, so it was entirely fair that he gets the intro part. But it was it was just you and me and Dustin, but it was my sixth ever podcast. Like, I, I was so, like, just kind of getting into it, and it was on August 5th of 2020 is when we recorded it, so it is almost two years. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just, awesome. I was glad to be on that. That was such a good show, just to be, like, one of those where I was like, oh, my God, I've listened to this for so long, and now I get to be a part of it kind of things. And then to now even be more a part of it and get to bother a lot of other people with my stuff, my <laughs> stupid dumb trades that Bobby loves to talk about. Like this is this is a dream come true. So I'm just happy to be here. You can kick me off whenever. So Andrew, this is another behind the scenes thing too. But when I was giving these guys advice, I clearly listened to the podcast regularly. And I did listen to your episode. And I do remember thinking to myself, oh, this guy brings a lot of energy. He's really good. I really enjoy listening to him. So that's a credit to you. And I'm glad that you are a regular part of the show and that I get to talk to you even more regularly now. No, and I know with all the with all the potty breaks that Rocky takes, you got to have somebody to fill the gap. And I'm somebody really good at talking. It. So this is perfect. Uh, yeah, there, there will be one coming before the end of the show, too. I, sure. I even took one before the show. I still think there's going to be another one. It wouldn't but... be episode 100 without it, Rocky. No, well, how can we do it? Yeah. How can we do this? How did you do with this for so long, Dustin? <laughs> yeah, it was only the two of us, and he would just disappear. And I was like, I'm just talking to myself. Like, I'm just... <laughs> we did, <laughs> like, yeah. Know, we I know... did have a couple episodes where it was just us. And yeah, you know, That's I know great. I give myself the best advice. Like, so I know, like, <laughs> like, but like, it was like, I was like, man, Rocky's been gone for a while. Like, I just got to keep talking. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say. Dustin, that's when you just start making up voices and pretending other people are there. Yeah, you're uh, really see, smart. I'll, I'll get I'll get too lost in the wind. Like you know, I, that's just, just not gonna like, work. Yeah, that's a great point, Dustin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but um, we're gonna get back to the football now, and and, and Andrew and Scott, feel free to chime in on whatever you want to chime in on. But uh, Bobby, I'll let you you take in one of your guys you put on here next, and and we'll, we'll talk about him. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll we'll go with uh, the quarterback of your favorite team. So Jalen Hurts comes in at pick 13 and QB9 overall. And don't get me wrong, I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, Jalen Hurts can't pass, so that means that he's completely not valuable because I recognize that Russian quarterbacks have value in fantasy regardless of whether they actually have real-life value. But coming in at quarterback 9, I was just taking a look earlier – and this meant that he was coming in ahead of guys like Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, and Trey Lance, just to name a few. Um, Trey Lance, I kind of snuck in there because I'm not sure so many would agree with me that he should be more valuable. But coming in like way ahead of Matthew Stafford, I was just like, if you could give me, if I can give you Hertz for Stafford Plus, I am making that deal every single time. And so that's just personally how I felt about Hertz. I'm not so confident in him that I'm taking him in top nine overall of quarterbacks and as my, you know, first round pick in a super flex startup right now. Yeah. And it's, it's tough. I saw that Bobby and I thought that was like a perfect one because like in all reality, he'll probably finish there this year from like 
a ranking standpoint and, and, and quarterbacks, like he will probably be a top 10 quarterback this year. Um, but like we talked about earlier that everyone in the community is just so reactive. Like he, it's crazy. He's probably, he, he will, unless he gets injured, he will most likely finish as a top 10 quarterback. And he could also not be on a team next year. Like it, th- those outcomes are both, both those things can happen simultaneously. So that's what makes it really, really difficult for him. And that's why like, I'm there with you. I can't like, I'm not taking him like, like recovering really truth or just said like over uh, uh, T law fields, like all those guys, like Stafford, like you said, Bobby, like it's hard to take him over that because like it, it he's not, he, there's a really good oppor- chance that he's not going to be even there next year. And, but they're surrounded, he's surrounded with weapons and he's running quarterback and like, he's going to be a top 10 quarterback. So it's like, but I'm right there. I can't, I'm not taking the one thing I will add is everybody knows, or people, I shouldn't say everybody knows, because that's an assumption that people actually pay attention to me, which is just not true. But (laughs) many people know that I was a big fan of Blake Bortles for fantasy purposes. And Blake Bortles would continually be like this QB 12. And I couldn't understand why nobody wanted to draft him essentially. And then eventually he didn't have a real life job. And so now I think that I am scared of what I call the Blake Bortles syndrome. And I think Jalen Hurts might fall into that where he produces for fantasy, but his production for fantasy is very detached from real life football value. And that scares me a bit. I hope that he produces real life football value, but he hasn't shown enough for me to say, yes, he is definitively the franchise guy for the Eagles. I will say, I think even if he just does what he did last year, which was good, but not great. Uh, from a passing perspective that and when we talked about this on, on, on trade addicts earlier this week, cause Hertz was involved in one of the trades that I do think even if the Eagles move on, he will be a quarterback somewhere. There's, there's just too much, too much crap around the league that I, I don't, he's shown enough. I think that it, the only way he's not, I think is if somehow the Eagles obtain another quarterback, either in the draft or via trade and decide to keep Jalen Hurts as their backup, which I highly doubt is going to happen. So uh, I think he's a starter for at least the next two years. I guess it's possible if he does not improve, then, then that, that could be it. But I think somebody else takes a chance on him, uh, even if the Eagles decide to move on after 2022. So I think you get at least two years out of him. It's tough because he's not even the best quarterback on, on his team. <laughs> Sorry. The funniest um, part is, are you I talking about Carson Strong or Gardner Minch- Minshew? Like, either one of Min- them could be the slam. I, I'm talking about <laughs> Minshew. You know, I'm, I love I love Minshew. Carson Strong is trash. <laughs> but that's how bad he thinks Hertz is. That's where I was going with it. Uh, I well, wanted to jump in with this real quick, though. That, that Hertz at QB nine is behind Watson at QB eight. Like I, I, this I, is man. May. The, a lot of no, stuff I know. That, yeah, I'm that, looking that at is, June. I guess. Yeah. Oh, no, no, this is May. This is May. So like, I, yeah. so we don't have June yet. But I'm just man. But there's been a lot. I would say that the last four weeks have not been kind. To not been kind. Watson's yeah. dynasty stocks. That's fair. That's, fair. <laughs> yeah. That's right. This is May. You're right. Right. But I'm and still saying, like, June even even in yeah. May, I was probably more willing to have Hurts than Watson. But especially at pick 13, you're looking at that first turn. I, that is that is a lot of investment in someone that may or may not be a top 20 QB in a year. Like that's, that's ballsy. So it's a high ceiling, low floor. And if you're drafting him at QB nine, aren't you kind of drafting him at the ceiling? Like, can he really be a top five QB? I don't know. Like I just, I mean, everything has to go exactly right. And it never does for the Eagles, which I'm sure Rocky can attest to. <laughs> so, so looking at it, so I'm looking right. at the eight, I'm looking at the ADP. And if you click on the startup ADP tab, it's actually there for June. Superflex right. isn't, and I never really understood. But anyways, you're different. Um, drafts, yeah, yeah. 
that startup um, dynasty the startup adp is fresh as of today because i checked earlier and it was yep. may still so it must have just changed over so this is on, breaking news on there hertz <laughs> is number seven above yeah. Dow. he's that's, above that's Dak. too rich even I, I don't actually Watson's mind hertz at nine now. as much as you do but yeah seven that that's that's insane to me. seven over Dak. i i'm not i, I there's no way i'm there like and the aj like, brown bump and even in that, uh, in this ADP, Watson's still at nine. Like yeah. he only fell, you know, a spot. Uh, I don't know what he wasn't starting. I'm not touching either. Watson, but that's a whole other topic. We, we won't talk. Oh God, yeah, Dustin. Anybody who has any any kind of issues at all, Dustin doesn't want to go near. My I mean, only, <laughs> I'm the same way with as Dustin. Well, with the first so. two round pick, I don't. Yeah, I mean, like I don't mind being risky with a 13th round startup pick, but with the second round or first round pick and startup, no, thank you. My also, only team that I have there. Go ahead. Or sorry, go ahead, Dustin. I was gonna say my only team I have him is Bobby's League. <laughs> your, your Justice League of Superflexers. That he's my only quarterback, and it's Watson. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Mm, you should try to move him. But what I was gonna say about Dak, <laughs> <laughs> just move him. It's so there you go. That's brilliant, simple, Dustin. Brilliant. Just, 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 yeah, just, just, just move him. Uh, <laughs> what I was gonna say is, I feel like Dak is one of the most disrespected quarterbacks out there. Because he just continually puts up numbers. It doesn't seem to really matter who's on the Cowboys offense. And this is, you should trust this coming from me because I am a Giants fan. I was born and raised to absolutely hate all things Cowboys. And I'm saying that Dak Prescott is disrespected. So I really just think Dak is one of those continually undervalued guys. I think it'll be later in his career where we're kind of talking about him like Matthew Stafford, where we're like, Oh yeah, he's a really good quarterback, and we probably should have appreciated him earlier in his career. Okay, I think that's enough Hertz talk, and Watson talk, and everybody else talk. Okay, so we'll get on to enough quarterback talk. We'll move on to you know I don't care about quarterbacks, so uh, <laughs> we'll move on to one of my guys. And this is a guy I put in the who the hell knows. We had a who the hell knows category on our on our sheet here. And I don't know what to make of him, and he's on my own team. So we're going from one eagle to another. Uh, Devontae Smith, uh, he's at 80 overall, wide receiver 27. And I'm not sure if that's a value or, or if that may even be too high. I, I, I don't – you know, you have the Hurts issue. Is he going to improve as a passer? If he doesn't, it makes it a little tough. There's the volume question. We had a big discussion in the uh, Trey Addicts uh, Patreon chat. Uh, about uh, the the volume on you know I think I think that revolved around Smith as well and Hertz uh, about the volume that's going to come from the Eagles this year. I personally believe it's going to increase fairly significantly. Uh, Sirianni beginning of last year uh, at the first seven games, Hertz threw thirty five plus times in five of them. So I, I think that's what he wants to do. I think that's why they brought in AJ Brown. But then you have the A.J. Brown issue. What does that do to Devontae Smith? He got Goddard there. So I want you guys to tell me, what, what, what the hell do I do with Devontae Smith? Is 27 of value or is 27 right or is it too high? I want to hear Scott on this yeah. one because I don't really have a comment. I don't really know. I have I'm a comment, there, but I, I don't hear, know. <laughs> I want to hear Scott's first, yeah. <laughs> so I think I guess I'd have to look right now on the trade finder to see what he's going for. But to me, he feels like a buy. Um I mean, I, yeah, I, th- I think he's extremely I, talented. He had a great rookie year, I think. I mean, not yeah. Jamar Chase, but for a rookie, that was a good year. Just think and about low all, all the attention he had on him. I mean, who else was out there? You know, Quez Watkins and yeah. Jalen Rager. And I mean, so now A.J. Brown's out there, right? And you have Goddard in the middle. I mean, 
listen, either Hertz is going to take the next step and he'll be fine. Will he ever be like an alpha? No, but I don't think we're ever expecting that either. Right. So, I mean, if you're expecting that, it's not, guess what? It's not going to happen. It was never going to happen. Um, so I, Hertz is going to take the next step and he'll be very relevant, probably a solid two. Um, and if not, you know, they'll probably bring in a Stroud or a Young or whoever they could trade up for and upgrade that position. And so then, then he's in great shape probably, right? Because he's one of those guys that's every quarterback's best friend. You know, he just knows how to get open. He gets that separation. Um, and AJ Brown, I mean, he's a freak. Uh, so he's going to do what he does regardless, I think of the offense, um so smith could really be like the the ppr guy i almost see aj brown as not that he couldn't have games with a lot of catches but i think he'll be more of like the big play or the set play you know we're gonna run the screen or we're gonna you know do this with him and and run plays for him uh whereas smith it's gonna be like go get open right and so he could have those that more ppr style where he's you know 80 catches for 900 yards like he's not going to have 1500 yards and 15 touchdowns but yeah as as like a solid two for sure so whatever his price is right now um i think it's probably depressed a little bit because of aj brown and because of the hurt situation so i would think if you're a believer and you want to buy that now would be the time and i would say you could wait but i said that about Diggs too and then Diggs just went you know absolutely wild so i wouldn't i wouldn't do that just in case right because alan took that next step and it blew up digs so you you never know and i would be buying probably now if you want to as you were talking there scott it was kind of convincing me and it, it almost made me think they are two very very different types of players but can totally you, different oh well no I'm, I'm gonna make a comparison sorry uh that uh, could he almost be like uh, from a fantasy perspective, like Bobby Trees, like live in that high end mm. two area for his career and never kind of be that, you know, Definitely. that Jamar Chase that, you know, we all want, but but be that guy that that's always scoring you points and and probably is perennially undervalued. Uh, and if he is that guy, wide receiver 27 at, at a very, very young age, he probably is undervalued. Yeah. The one problem there is his name's not Bobby, and we know that Bobby makes you be good at sports. So he has to change his name to Bobby Smith. Okay, there you go. Well, I wanted to jump in with this. So I'm looking at the ADP on DLF like we all are, right? And just kind of it, just kind of investigating a little bit. The range, there's four drafts that this ADP is pulled from, and there is a range of 30 picks. He was picked as high as 68 and as low as 98 which that's a wide range. That's a lot of, that's a lot of variation. So that could be affecting his number a little bit. If he fell in one league where people didn't see he was there, I don't know, um, which I thought was interesting. And in two of the leagues, Davis Mills went ahead of him and two of them, Davis Mills went after him. And I just use Davis Mills because in one league, he went 30 picks ahead of Davis Mills. And in one, he went 30 picks after Davis Mills. So like, again, <laughs> it's just like, I, I don't, I don't know if this is true value, right? Like this is a mock ADP and sometimes that's where you get these, like well, someone's blowing this up. Second point to kind of go with what Scott was saying. I looked it up on the trade finder while you were talking, Scott, um, which, which would you rather have? This is straight up. It's in a DLF champions league, Devonta Smith or Christian Kirk Smith, without a doubt, hands yeah. down. It's like, that's not me. even a question that was done four days ago. That's crazy to me. There was another one I saw in here, which makes worth more thinking. I think Devonta Smith in the two hundred six, or Henry in the three hundred eight. Like, 
I'll, I'll, I'll still take Smith. I still take Smith. I think Henry's good and all this, but and you get the better pick. Like, I don't know. That's a little bit. Of, that's enough for me. And last one I'll bring up, which, again, I thought this was interesting. Devonta Smith and Cole Beasley for Tony Pollard. Give me oh, Devonte yeah. Smith all day. Like, I, you know, I'm just confused by some of these trades. And that's one. I mean, there's a couple others. Obviously, there's a bunch. But those are the ones that stood out to me to be like, that's the price in the market. Like, he is all over the place. Like, he is literally going for some crazy values right now. So I 100% he's a buy. Like I, I traded for him in a league about a month ago. It's a home league. I traded away Devonta Adams for the 103 and uh, Devonta Smith pretty much. And I felt great about it. I'm like, I think that's a pretty good pivot from Devonta Adams who could still be, you know, a top guy and all this. But I don't know. I just feel like everybody's sleeping on Devonta Smith. I don't know what. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. It's the we, Blake Bortles syndrome. Everyone thinks Jalen Hurts is Blake Bortles, kind of like I do. And so they're worried about him being able to support two wide receivers, much less one. And I'm not saying that Smith is not value, because based on what you were just saying, if that's true to a larger sample size across markets, he's clearly a value right now. Um, I think we have spent probably enough time, though, talking about the Eagles and Jalen Hurts and I, I agree. So, I just wanted to bring up the variation there because that was nuts to me. And it's definitely it is what the hell. Like that's a perfect category for it. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to move on from the Eagles. Um, we're gonna talk, and I maybe should hold off on this one just because Rocky has taken a mysterious disappearance. Oh yeah. But we are going to talk about someone from my favorite team, actually, which is Saquon Barkley. Yes. And I'm actually the one who put this here as another overvalued player. And it was Saquon Barkley at 26 overall RB6. And guys, I get it. Saquon came out and was really, really special. But he's been injured for essentially the past two seasons. And the Giants have been terrible for the past two seasons. So that value you were getting from like him being on his rookie contract and just being that great it hasn't happened for a while. It might be, I don't know. I feel like people are holding on to the name value here. RB six is a really tough pill for me to swallow, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts on Saquon Barkley. So I, I, I tend to think that I, I tend to agree that I think he's overvalued, but I'm looking and I'm, I'm curious who, who below him are you taking over him? Like right. RB seven is Brees Hall. And then it's Eckler Mixon. Chubb, and then you get in like Henry, Cook, Dobbins. Um, who are those are you taking over Barkley? Um, I think Eckler and Mixon are probably the only two I'm for sure taking over Barkley. I would pretty much take everyone you just named over Barkley at this point. Interesting. Even uh, Henry at his his age and his usage? Absolutely. Yep. Because if I, I believe that we may be getting maybe one more fantasy relevant season out of Barkley, if that and the other thing is, and this is just my Giants bias showing a bit, Devontae Booker played better and put up better stats than Saquon Barkley last year. That's not someone that I'm looking at as going, wow, this is an amazing fantasy asset. You got outplayed by someone who has been a career backup. So to be fair, it, it, he came up, coming off an ACL, unless you're, you know, Android Adrian Peterson, a lot of guys do struggle that first season back. And then he did have that freak injury where he stepped on the Dallas Cowboys. So I, I'm willing to come. I'm higher on Barkley than most. So I'm willing to cut him a little slack. He stepped on but, the entire but are you, Cowboys. <laughs> all at once, yeah. But Rocky, are you RB6 high on Saquon Barkley? And second round pick high on Saquon Barkley? Probably not. 
<laughs> well, so here, I'll, I'll jump in here for a second, too, because I, I love that question, Dustin. That's exactly what I do, where someone's like, oh, he shouldn't be RB6. I'm like, well, then who are you taking over him, right? Like, well, okay, so where do you put him? And I, I, I mean, I easily take Eckler over him. I probably easily take Mixon over him at this point. I just feel like Mixon's got more track record and on a better offense. I probably still take Chubb and Henry over him. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was, it's funny, because I was coming on this thinking, we would talk about Barkley as being undervalued, but his ADP has risen since I last really looked into it. And then I see it on the list as an over at RB six. I'm like, Oh hell yeah. Like that's not a buy anymore. Like that's, that's a sell. Like I, I think I'm kind of agreeing with Bobby. I think he's got one or two good years left. I'm just not a hundred percent sold on that offense being something that I don't know, makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. And then again, just because I was curious, I looked up some trades with him too. And I, this blew my mind again. This is supposedly a, a, Dynasty Superflex from 10 Please days be my ago. Trade. Please be my trade. It, this, oh, <laughs> I God, traded him yesterday. Barkley for Higgins in the 302. Nope. Not me. Higgins in the 302 for Barkley. I would easily take Higgins in the 302. Am I wrong yeah, on well, that? Like well, That's yeah. nuts nope. value well, to me. So I traded him to Russ in TA3 yesterday. For what? What'd um, you get? I don't... Now that I'm looking back, I don't know I love it, but I got Eliza Mitchell <laughs> at 24 first and second. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's fine. I don't mind that. Yeah, I would take that for Barkley personally. I'd give it up for Barkley too, so that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's another trade in here for uh, Barkley for the 108 and 208 in this year's class. I think that's better than that. I mean, like 24 is obviously a little ways out, but you got Mitchell too. I would would not do that as Bobby will attest to. No, I I would not. I would keep (laughs) Barkley. I would easily sell those for Barkley. Is that the fair way to put that? Like, that's a different side of the trade. Am I wrong? I wouldn't take the 108. But it just, that's where I'm saying, like, his value is all over the place, too. Like, at that value, I'm I'm, I'm holding Barkley. I'm buying Barkley at that price, but I'm selling him for that Higgins price. You know, like, that's where it gets kind of bonkers. I think, Andrew, we do this a lot where we as dynasty players and generally fantasy players tend to hold on to name values possibly for too long. And so it makes there be a wide range where you have some of those players who are like, it's Saquon Barkley, gold jacket, came out, dominated as a rookie, amazing player. And then there are others who are going multiple years of playing in a bad offense with multiple injuries, coming into an offense that's frankly rebuilding. And he may not show out. And if he doesn't show out, is another team really going to give him a great opportunity? Maybe not. Yeah, I, I just I'm shocked. I have Barkley in one league. And after seeing some of these trades that are like live trades, I'm like, man, that sounds good. I know there's a trade showing up here that uh, between Rocky and Outhouse for Barkley. I don't know if you wanted to bring that up in TA8. I don't want to talk about that one, Rocky. I don't remember it off the top of my head. I didn't head. think I you would because it was only two days ago. <laughs> and that's how you guys were addicts that we don't remember. But it says here, Barkley for Bell, Fournette, and Mike Williams. Oh, yes. Yeah, we talked about that on the show. And I and I think I remember hearing you talk about this. And I remember seeing some, like, in my head, I remember seeing some, like, light bulbs go off. I'm like, wait a minute. That's a pretty good haul for Barkley. I don't mind that. That's what I like, thought. I, I gave up I, Barkley, yeah. I know I'm a big Bell believer, as are you. And I think Fournette's not terrible and probably in the same time frame of Fournette one or two years. Fournette him this year. Easily, right? And so then you're adding Mike Williams, who's a stud in a sense for a couple of weeks. You just don't know when they are. Like, I don't mind that as a, as a splitting up Barkley kind of trade. So yeah, just again, what an what an odd year we're in, right? With this year's rookie class being so all over the place. Just oh. so 
So what I'm hearing is if you're in a league with Russ and you have Barkley, send him off because he's <laughs> yeah. in two TA leagues in the last yeah. two days. He, he's, so, he's as high on Barkley as I am, if not higher. So, yeah. But he is more of an addict than anyone, too. He just trades and trades. So he probably doesn't even have Barkley on that team anymore. It's not showing up, but maybe he traded him already, you know. We'll never know. Anyway, so, just that was a good one, Bobby. Good one. Yeah. And earlier, so we talked about the Giants. We've talked about the Eagles, and we were just talking about a Giants running back. I think it's time for us to talk about some undervalued players because we've sh- thrown enough shade on some of these players. Let's That's move true. over <laughs> to a uh, another Cowboy because earlier I talked about Dak Prescott, but we're going to talk about mm. Ezekiel Elliott and the fact that it seems like the entire community is just off Ezekiel Elliott, even though he's still putting up numbers. So. According to the ADP that we pulled earlier, he was coming in at 92 overall and RB26. So that's re- that's RB, insane. RB3. That's an yeah. RB26. And also, like, that's the ninth round or eighth round. I, eighth round. And what are we like sending offers for him right now? Because Same. that's like ridiculous. just to give you an idea. And I, I know I've thrown shade at this player over many years and many podcasts, but James Connor, according to his ADP, is going ahead of Ezekiel Elliott. That's just wrong. I'm sorry, but that's just wrong. How is that? What? What? That doesn't make Dillon's any sense. going ahead of Ezekiel Elliott, which is wrong to me. I know he's younger, but Zeke's going to score. Can he pick it? I don't, I, don't think he, I don't think he's ever not finished as an RB1. Wow. Like that's in his crazy. bad years, he finishes at like RB10, RB11. It's just ridiculous. I, 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 I'm pretty sure I'm the one to put Zeke on the sheet there. And yeah, that just blew my mind. Like, I know he's old. Uh, the, the DLF has the ages listed here. He's 26.8 years old. But until he doesn't score as an RB1, I believe he's going to score as an RB1. And they're going to give him the ball. I mean, they, they've shown that. I mean, everyone wants Pollard to get the ball. Pollard's not getting the ball. <laughs> I don't think so. Not all the time. Yeah, not so, not at the level people want him to. It's not going to be an even split. So, and Zeke's going to score the touchdowns, you know, for the most part. So, I still well, think just, he's got at least one more year in him, and and that should be worth more than. And I think he's got more than one year because I, I I'm not even sure they can get out after 22 for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't think any contract. Either. Yeah. So I I think he's got uh, two years with the Cowboys in a good offense on a team that loves to give him the ball, and he never gets hurt. He's missed like I think like one game in his entire career for injury. Like and and Powler went off on that game, which made everybody go nuts. But but uh but yeah, he never misses time. So it's just like he's healthy and he produces. What what more do you want? Well, here, here's a classic question. This trade occurred a month ago, but Zeke or a 23 first? Well, that's a little too far. First. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's a trade that occurred. So somebody is buying high on Zeke at that point. In my mind, I'd rather have the first, right? But yes. then, you know, I, I scrolled down to the very play. next trade and, and a person who I trust in this industry, Scott Connor, who apparently is off on Zeke, traded Zeke Elliott for Damian Pierce and George Pickens. Yeah, I'm in that league. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Tecmo Bowl. Oh, that's so Tecmo, it's like, that's, yeah. that's uh-huh. like that's an interesting <laughs> variation of trade right there. Like George Pickens and Damian Pierce. I don't think, I think either. That, are, that was like a late. That was like the 112 and the 203, basically. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was great value for Zeke personally. Well, I'm I'm looking at that like those are I don't know if I would I would probably take the Zeke side in that knowing who the names are but at the picks the picks make okay, more I sense. Okay, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. But that's kind of where I was saying like point. the names like Damian Pierce I'm not sold on Pickens I'm not sold on, you know what I mean? But like if you give the names to that it lowers the value a little. The numbers make a ton more sense. But that's always the case for me. 
By the yeah. way, I looked it up. Over the last four seasons, Zeke's lowest finish, at least in PPR, was RB9. Yeah. You mean for the season, not pro- point, not points per game. You're talking no, about season for finish, the entire right? season, just yeah. season finish RB9. I'm sure he's that been RB2-ish in, in a couple seasons. Yeah. In his entire career, every game. in his entire career, his lowest finish by yearly, not by PPG or anything like that, was RB12. That was his entire career. He's been in RB. But there's like, yeah, and there also is even if he did not finish one year as like an RB one in points. I mean, there's a value to having him every single game and knowing you're getting points out of him. True. Okay, yeah, we can probably move on from Zeke because I feel like we all pretty much just agree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, who, who, I feel like you probably put this on here, Bobby Kadarius Tony. Another. I, wow. I feel like I, we're just put, NFC East tonight. I like this. I know I it's all NFC East. Things. So Kadaris, we're picking the giant too. Yeah, Kadarius <laughs> Tony comes in at wide receiver fifty-one, hundred and thirty-seventh overall. And my case for this is pretty simple. It's that when he was on the field, he looked electric and was putting up fantasy points by getting touches. He's now away from Jason Garrett and is in an offense that's coached by Brian Dabble, who comes over from the Buffalo Bills, and we all know that the Bills had a high-scoring offense. I'm hoping the Giants can do some of that, even though they are going to be in a rebuilding year. My one concern, I guess, is that he wasn't the guy who was drafted by this regime, and that was Wandale, or as I like to say, Wandale Robinson. <laughs> um, but that said, at, even at wide receiver 57 prices for Tony, which I'm guessing is something like, what, a mid-to-late second-round pick, I will take the chance that he essentially becomes the top target on the Giants every time at that, because next season, even if Daniel Jones doesn't work out, you know, earlier we talked about Stroud, we talked about some of the other quarterbacks coming out in the 23 class. If he gets paired with them, I would be very, very happy with paying that price. Yeah, he's kind of like a what the hell kind of guy, like what the hell do I do with this guy kind of guy for me? I, I'm not sure what to make of him, but I'm just looking at that area. I mean, there are definitely guys that like John Mechie is directly ahead of him. I'm taking Tony over Mechie all day. That's uh, yeah. Christian Kirk is right say, there too. Like, I, oof. Tony's Our a guy had zero shares of <laughs> zero, but I'm in a, I'm in a, I just finished a startup. That's like a half, ish home league but there's some other experienced people in there whatever and after i took tony like <laughs> a couple of people freaked out because they know me and they know i hate tony <laughs> right and they're like why why would you take him i thought you hate him blah blah blah. you know and i was like i do but he should not be available at that point like you know matt corral rondale moore uh john mechie alec pierce tyler lockett uh devin singletary like do you want any of those guys over Kadarius Tony? Like I could make some of the arguments, you know, like Alec Pierce or something, I guess, if you like him, sure. Okay. But I, I'll take him over all of those guys. Like the fact exactly. that I got him in like, you know, as like my wide receiver seven or something. I mean, sure. I'll take, I'll take the upside on him. Like either he comes through and he does something or maybe he gets traded. And if a team trades for him, obviously they want him. Right. So um, yeah, I'll take the shot at that point. I'm definitely willing to gamble on the upside over just taking, you know, Adam Thielen, who's going to have what a year left. If that, you know, maybe a couple uh, yeah. with I'm any not production. confident in his production and you're not, his value is yeah. gone. He has zero, like exactly. nobody will give anything for Adam Thielen. No chance. 
no chance. Well, uh, and, and just pulling it up again because I'm curious what the what the real market says on these. This is where I love doing this. There's three trades that pop up that just blow my mind because of how variety they are. Kadarius Tony for Terrace Marshall. Oh God, that's Tony, wow. Tony by a mile. Wow. I'm not yeah, even right? a big Tony guy. I'm yeah. buying Marshall too, by the way, for his cost. But yes, I would same. Tony. But wow, yeah. uh, Kadarius Tony or Elijah Mitchell, same friend. Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell probably. I still take Mitchell, Mitchell with for that's, me. That's a closer yeah, but it's trade. Close. Yeah. And then I just I don't know why, but this one made me chuckle. Uh, Tony for the three twelve. <laughs> that's rookie fever if I've ever heard of it. That's, that's in the like Tecmo Bowl in a week dynasty. class. That's in the Tecmo Bowl dynasty. Like that must have been on the clock. I don't know. No, that's really? a different trade. Different trade. Sorry, that's no, no, no. I was gonna say. Wait but a still, minute. Still, like that's that's. I, nuts I don't remember that one. That's a nuts <laughs> um, one. I, it's not that one. But it's still. So like, that's what? basically. You know what? Hassan Let me say Haskins something really quick. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. well, first of all, that's Hassan Haskins, but that's a whole. But um. Listen, that's like guarantee. That's like when you buy a stock at a hundred dollars, okay, and it goes down to seventy, and it's a long-running company. It's a strong company. They're still doing well. There's just some outside factors, and you sell at seventy. Like it makes no sense. Like don't guarantee your loss. You probably took him like in the mid-second, and now you just sold for a three twelve. Like even if you took him at two twelve, you just lost a whole round of value for no reason. Like that's. I mean, listen, for someone who doesn't like the guy, I mean, that's giving up. I mean, I think I told the story last week about just straight up dropping Ronald Jones. Like, I was just out on him, right? Yeah. Like, I was done. But, I I mean, Tony, that's why would you do that? It makes no sense. Okay. So, we'll do one or two more guys here, and then we'll move on to find me a trade. Uh, but, uh, Dustin, I haven't heard from you in a while. So, you pick the next guy. I, w- I want you to pick the next guy. Yeah, the guy, the guy I actually put on there, I think is undervalued is, is Hunter Renfro. He's kind of in that same range as um, Tony. He's going as wide receiver 47 and 120 overall. Um, so, you know, I think he's one of those guys that's going to be like, you know, like an Edelman type that like it took a while for Edelman to really have the value, but he just kept putting up points. Like, I feel like that. I, I feel that same thing with, with Renfro. Like he's just not getting that respect like he just keeps putting up he keeps putting up points and like now he's gonna have less to worry about on his team um target like defense wise because they got adams over there like you know i I really like just kind of what's going on over there in vegas but what do you what do you where you guys out on renfro like am i crazy like i like i mean he's a wide receiver five right now you're crazy, but you're not that crazy. Like, let's be honest. Like, the, Renfro's a good value. I think this is a good pick. I like this one being on here. Um, I also think that Renfro is one of those guys that I've been all over the place with myself, right? Like, as soon as Adam signed, I was out on Renfro. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? I think he's still got a place in this offense. I think Waller's the one that takes a step back. And, like, I kind of waffle on this. And I think Vegas is going to have to do something this year. That's where they get Adams. And they're going to have to make – that offense work. And I think Renfro might be the guy in the slot that is just going to collect passes underneath. So I, I kind of waffle on him this entire off season. It's not point scoring season as Russ would say. And it's like, man, I, I love that value. I'm right there with you. Like if you're taking him over guys, like we were just talking about, right? Like uh, Tony, I'd much rather have Renfro than Tony. I don't think that that's a bold take. I, I'd rather have Renfro than Tony. Uh, there's I'm a whole bunch of those guys. Question to everybody. Like, would, I will say that I'm about to make Rocky hate this, though, because <laughs> so David Bell is going many. I was going to bring that up. Yep. After Renfro, so 
Rocky's like, no, it's David Bell. Get Renfro off my team immediately. <laughs> uh, probably. Well, and he's just ahead of, like, again, if we're going and, and running our wide receivers, you got our wide receiver 47 is Renfro, 48 is Lockett, 49 is Thielen, 50 is Mechie, 51 is Tony, 52 is Kirk, 53 is Bell. Of that group, Renfro definitely belongs at the top, but you can see the range in there. Like, that's a lot of, like, Lockett and Thielen are the aging kind of down-declining assets, and then you've got Mechie and Bell, who are rookie fever hyped up kind of assets. And then you've got Tony and Kirk, who are kind of like wild cards. You know, like Renfro's a wild card in that regard. But just I ahead of him, it, disagree, by the way. I would, oh, that's fine. I, I'm not a David Bell guy, but I would argue just by the hype that he's getting in the community that he is the clear top of that list. Because oh, so, not, many, so many I'm, smart people are in on Bell that it doesn't thanks, even Bobby. matter. Yeah, of course, like Rocky. <laughs> it doesn't even matter if he does anything that relevant. If he has like a few blow-up games, he's going to have value because every there's the Twitter echo chamber of like David Bell, David Bell, <laughs> which will increase his value significantly from wide receiver 53 whatever it yeah. is right now. Well, I was just saying that's where I, I have Renfro at the top of that list. I, I agree with you that there is probably some some room to move. But again, looking at ADP is different than rankings anyway. And ADP as of May had Mechie ahead of Bell, which I think is going to correct itself in June. We might see Bell as a top 30 receiver if the hype is what you say, I guess. Um, but where I'm even looking at this next, then if you put even if you put Bell ahead of Renfro, ahead of him on ADP, you've got Pickens, Hopkins, Jahan Dotson. Chase Claypool, Christian Watson, Brandon Ayuk. These are all guys with question marks, right? Like they're all still in that range of that wide receiver 40-ish. I might take Renfro over a lot of those guys right now. I, I mean, feel like there is still some room to grow on that value. Renfro with Adams and Healthy Waller, I think it's a question mark too, though. Sure. Of course. No, of course. I'm not saying he's not a question mark, right? They're, everyone in this range is. I'm just saying none of those guys are smash guys that are way better than Renfro at this point. Like they're all right in that, that range. And I think Renfro has just as much Except as David as- Bell. Okay, fair. <laughs> David Bell is a god, and we're all just happy to see him in the field. I get, you know I'm on I the Bell train, Rocky. It. You know I'm on the Bell train. I'm not trying to say that Bell is bad. I'm just saying, like, th- this is an interesting batch of receivers is all I'm going for. And Bell is included in that, and I like Renfro a lot. So that was a good pick for you, Dustin. I like that. Okay, one more to finish up here. And uh, I know you guys didn't put any on the sheet, but Scott, why don't, why don't you pick our last one here and then we'll move on to find me a trade. Which, which guy left that we have on the sheet do you want to talk about? <clears throat> okay, well. Um... There's not <laughs> here. I don't like any of these options, honestly. Can I defer to Andrew? Sure. Sure, chicken out, Scott. All right. Well, I I, I want to leave the NFC East if that's all right with you guys. I feel like we we've, we've talked a lot. I mean, Renfro is we've obviously outside. Talked a lot so. of NFC East, yes. Making sure. Um, Christian McCaffrey is a guy that I think there is a lot of dynasty managers out there wondering what the hell to do with CMC right now. And I like that he was listed on the overvalued at RB four nineteen overall according to May Superflex ADP. RB four for Christian McCaffrey is both crazy. And crazy. It's crazy low. Why isn't he one? And it's crazy high. Why isn't he 10? Because honestly, the last two years he got hurt. Again, that's not someone I'm taking with my for my RB1 slot myself, but I would love to have him as like, you know, somewhere in that range of uh, maybe like the third round. If if McCaffrey's there in the third, I don't mind risking it there, right? But I am I'm not willing to put my chips on McCaffrey as RB4. And I guess Dustin, since you're the original host in a sense. What are your thoughts on McCaffrey? Is he worth that RB four ADP? Uh, 
I, I don't like that you went to me first because I like to listen to other people say things. I know, I know, I know. I wanted you to get some I want unbiased Dustin on this. Yes. Um I I don't think I don't think I'm there on, on CMC. Um but he's probably gonna prove me wrong. I think he's going to end up there, but I'm just I'm not a big running back guy as it is, as as Rocky knows. Like I, I build around like I know he does like quarterbacks. I build around my wide receivers and my quarterbacks. Um, uh, that's just what I do. Like running backs is my like I'm fine with. I have a couple teams where I have like Chubb, Fournette, and Connor, and I'm like I'm good. I'm I'm set at my running back. I don't need the top guy because there's just too much volatility up there. But I also just like I'm looking like Javante's got questions. Swift, who knows? Brees Hall's got questions. Like. Eckler like there's just those top guys are all the top but they're all kind of the same to me so like I would probably still take CMC over most of those guys because like I don't like any of the other options there and most of those guys have good options around him that CMC doesn't have like they have DJ Moore but that's it now the quarterback question is a whole nother thing but um you know I think like he's still he's still gonna get the work I'm not really worried about the running backs there they don't have like they have one receiver there to worry about, so like he's still gonna he's still gonna get his work, um, and you know those pass catching running backs are always going going to have value that the 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 ones that don't catch him any passes have. So like he's probably right there with me at four, but I I don't like putting him there. But I I don't see anybody else I'm moving there either. I I've said all off season, I, I, I a healthy Christian McCaffrey. I don't think there's any way he's not an RB one. Not the RB one, but an RB one. Uh, but it, it, in a in a bad offense with a bad quarterback, and and people are just acting like he's going to be the guy he was. I guess it's three years ago by the time he plays this year. I guess the, the people love to point out every time he played, you know, he produced like he always does. But I just think it's insane to think that they're necessarily going to just give him like touches upon touches upon touches after missing so much time with injury over the last few years on a team that's not it's not like they're playing for anything like obviously they think they are early on but it's going to become pretty clear pretty fast that they're not playing for anything and he's making tons of money for for a, a few years here why would they like I, I have no idea why they would give him i know there's not much else there but why why they would feel the need to give him 95 percent of the rb touches or whatever and and, and i know a Christian McCaffrey who's getting 70% of the RB touches is still going to do pretty well, but I don't think he's going to be that guy. That's just like winning you your league. Even if he plays all 17 games next year, I think he's going to be good, maybe very good, but he's not going to be quote unquote Christian McCaffrey. So RB four is a little rich for me, given that and given his age. And then and that's not factored into, I mean, Guys do decline with age. I know the last two years when he's played, he's really produced well, but that's not going to continue forever. I mean, it, it could continue in his what twenty eight year, twenty six age, twenty six year, but it's not going to continue that much longer. And then if uh, if he gets hurt this year, his value is dust. So hey guys, sorry, sorry, no, not trying to interrupt. I got I got something important. Okay, I was trying to trade for Kadarius Tony, and I just got a counter offer. <laughs> Oh, and I, great alert! So I'm, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let y'all Wait, decide. Dustin, really quick before you do this, yeah, I have to do this because all of the points that Rocky just made, 
Were you talking about Christian McCaffrey or were you talking about Saquon Barkley? Why do not all of those same things apply to Saquon Barkley? They, they do. Yeah, I said RB6 is too high for Saquon Barkley. Yeah, but you've hyped him up before and been like still way too high on him. So I just had to point it out that your well, to argument me, is very biased is, towards which player you Well, no, no. Have. To me, the difference is a lot of people are well lower than I am on Saquon Barkley. And virtually everyone in the community treats McCaffrey as if as long as he's healthy, he's giving you 30 points a game. And I just don't see that being the case. No one's acting like that with Saquon Barkley. Besides you and Russ. <laughs> well, okay. Before Sorry, we dive into the trade, I want to wrap this up and just say CMC and Barkley are both guys that I think have value if they're healthy, but that is a capital if, right? Like that's the whole point. They're too risky for that value. So that's exactly where I'm with you on this. Like their name value. That's that's all it is. That's all it is. But yes, let's talk about this trade, Dustin. What was the counter? So I sent Tony for, I don't even remember, or for Brian Edwards and two thirds, just like trying to go real terrible. Scott's, Scott's in this league. It's my video games league. Oh, um, okay. and he countered Kirk da- uh Christian Kirk, Damien Williams and two thirds for Kadarius Tony and Chase Edmonds. Was so I give up Kirk, I would give up Christian Kirk, Damien Williams and two thirds for Tony and Chase Edmonds. That's Tony's side for me, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, think, I, so. I think so. I mean, the thirds, the thirds I mean, you, you can pick up thirds like yeah, in five minutes the way you trade in that league. So There's I think those are replaceable. Damian Williams, the Met is already in his name. So like no one can. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Classic, but I think Chase is going to actually have a pretty good year. I mean, if you're at that value at that range, I mean, at least going to be involved. Yeah, yeah. I I don't, I don't mind that at all. I think that's a Tony Chase side. I I accept that counter. Yeah, I I like Kirk. Okay, I think I like Kirk more than most, but I still think that's the Tony side. All right. Well, I just told him to send it, so we're we're doing it. There you go. I mean, I'm already stacked in that league anyway, so it doesn't matter. I just wanted to. (laughs) I just wanted to do it. No, that team. Best trades, you know. That team's. Um, I just it. wanted to do it while we're on here. Like I love you know, it. That's, live that's trade. What I can do. Episode 100. That's how we yeah, roll. Episode 100 live trade. Okay, so uh, I guess we'll get into find me a trade now. Then, which this uh, this week was submitted by Ryan at Bruins Forever 37. Uh, it is a sleeper league. Uh, Andrew, are you going to be able to bring up the roster? Yep. Okay, I got it. Uh, up. You- yeah, I'll start pulling it. I'll up. do the settings, and then you can maybe I'll let you go in the roster since you have it on your screen. Twelve team PPR, super flex, one point five tight end premium, six point passing touchdowns, minus one for interceptions. Twenty five man rosters uh, with a five man taxi. Start ten QB, two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end, super flex, and two flex. So fairly kind of standard dynasty league. Uh, he says, it feels like I'm stuck in the middle, which is the worst place to be. Don't think I have the firepower slash depth to be a serious contender, but I feel like I have a young core, mainly my wide receivers and Kyler Murray, which we'll see in a minute, his roster. Uh, wouldn't mind loading up for 2023 by trading away older pieces like Eckler or some players with concerning situations. Uh, and uh, I'll just, uh, he lists some players, but I'll let Ranger get into the roster and, and people can see that, yeah. There, Andrew. 
Hey, my mute button was broken. That's great. <laughs> I think I got it back. And can you okay. hear me? Yep, yes, we can hear you. That weird. That was okay. Anyway, so yeah, it is a super flex league. So quarterbacks matter. We got to focus on that a little bit here. But Kyler Murray and Ryan Tannehill starting quarterbacks. We got Eckler and Mitchell as the starting running backs. We got AJ Brown, DJ Moore, Michael Pittman, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Russell Gage as your starting receivers in the flex there. And then Kittle as the tight end. We go down and look at the bench. This is really it, and he's exactly right. This is a middle of the road team. He's got two QBs. I think he had one, yeah, Matt Corral on his uh, taxi from just being drafted. So he's really just got two QBs and a backup. That makes me nervous. Uh, even in a in a middling team, I'd rather have three running backs. After the top two, he's got. I guess that's Jamal Williams, right? Uh, yes. Gus Edwards, Hilliard, Harris, who's still worth something. I guess Snell, James Robinson. There's some guys there. Tony Jones, Khalil Herbert, Rashad White. Isaiah Spiller, like there's some names there that make some sense for running back, but that's a lot of flyers. There's a lot of upside potential. Uh, receivers after the starters, it, it's pretty shallow. Zay Jones, Devin Duvernay, <laughs> Nick Westbrook, Akine. And then there's some other guys on taxi that, I, again, Pacheco may not be worth anything. You got Jameson Williams, so I think you're going to probably call up from taxi right away on this kind of thing. Khalil Shakir might hang out there for a while. Uh, he's got Bellinger as a backup tight end, OJ Howard and Noah Gray. So I agree, this is a... It's an interesting build in a super flex league. I, I definitely don't like having two QBs. I, yeah, there's a bye week and all that. But if anything gets injured, you're really, really hurting there. So that's the team. I, I mean, I guess Dustin or Rocky, one of the two of you, since you started this whole thing, do one of you want to start to find me a trade too? Yes, uh, me, me, Dustin, and Bo- uh, Andrew, I'm sorry, are the ones who did the uh, the find me a trade. So we'll get into ours. And uh, Bobby and Scott, I guess, can kind of rip them to shreds. Uh, I'm ready. <laughs> they didn't do one. <laughs> uh, but I'll go. I'll start with mine. Uh, the one I came up with was I agree with Ryan's assessment of his team. Like, kind of like you said, Andrew, it's definitely a middling team. I think if everything goes perfectly for him, he could maybe do well. I still don't know that he wins a title, um, but he would probably need perfect injury luck and all that kind of stuff. So I- I'm not that concerned about 2022. So what I did was I looked at a potential difference maker going forward without much concern for this year. Uh, So I traded Eckler and Juju to team. I don't even know how to say this. Like, it's just a bunch of letters. Artem Lappin. uh, I'm just going to call it team A for the rest of this. Uh, Team A for CD Lamb. Eckler, I think, still carries quite a bit of value to a lot of people. Uh, so I, it could make some sense. This guy's not averse to rostering older running backs. He's got Aaron Jones. He's got Derrick Henry and not a lot behind him. So he appears to be trying to contend. Eckler makes some sense. He gets a a, a receiver replacement in a start three league by getting Juju. Uh, and I, I just love getting Lamb. I, I've warmed up more to Lamb as the offseason's gone on. He's pretty much in like the perfect situation to succeed at this point. Uh, he's got a good quarterback. He's in a good offense. He's he's the clearly best talent, but has enough just enough talent around him that to not totally take all the attention on him. You know, people have to worry about Schultz a little. If he's healthy, Gallup, you have to worry about a little. You got the running game. You got to worry about there. So I, I think we're going to see that jump from CD that we've all been looking for, and he's going to give you a lot of production and a lot of value. He's, I think his value is already very high, but if he has the kind of season we're expecting, he could have like Jefferson chase value uh, if, if he plays well enough. So 
Uh, I, I love getting Lamb. The only concern I kind of have here with the trade I came up with is if if it's if it's enough. I put it into two calculators. One had it slightly the Lamb side. One had it slightly the other side. So uh, maybe it can get done. I'd be willing to even add to this. Yeah, he has Russell Gage. Uh, I, I would throw him in there if that maybe helps. Gives gives the guy a little receiver depth on a contending team. I he has two seconds. So he's always twenty three picks and an extra second. I throw that that extra second in there if that gets it done. But uh, but what do you think, uh, Bobby? What do you think here? Uh, I think if I had C.D. Lamb, this is not nearly enough to get me to give him up, even if I am contending. So I like it in theory. I just think in actuality, if I were uh, Team Artem, is it Artemlapin? I have no I, idea. Team A. That. Team A. Team, uh, if I were Team A, I would not do this trade. I would, if and even if I were considering giving up Lamb, I'd probably go to someone else and try to find pieces that I like a little bit more to get back for him. I just think. It's a little light for my taste. That, that that was my concern too. You you agree, Scott? A little too light. Yeah. So I mean, I think first of all, like everything would have to go right for this team to to compete. So yes, the assessment is is correct. Um, I mean, I don't think it's really fair to ask me about CD Lamb because I don't think I'd trade him for anything really. <laughs> so I mean, all yeah, there's pretty much nothing I'd trade him for, but. Like, this is the type of trade that he should be looking to do. You know, let's try to get the players that can take that next jump. Like he was saying, let's move on from some of those older players. Like Eckler, his va- everything went right for Eckler last year. He stayed healthy. He got goal line carries. He got high touchdown variants. It's not going to happen again. And even if it does, he'll be another year older. And so then we're talking about old running backs. So... It is um, how age works. Yeah, you 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 have to you have to get rid of Eckler, um, in my opinion, if you want to. Agreed. Uh, you know, because <laughs> almost you could sneak into the playoffs if things are right and you don't make enough deals. There's enough pieces here that could get you in, and then you're getting a higher pick than you want to have. So, um, yeah, in in theory, this is the trade that that you need to try to make and you can always throw it out there. The worst that happens is he says, no, that's how it works. And if not shop, uh, shop Eckler elsewhere, we have a, we have another Eckler trade coming up, but first, uh, Dustin, why don't, why don't you do yours? So I kind of agree with him that like, you know, selling a Kittle type player is, is what he needs to do. Uh, I don't know that how Kittle is going to be with, with Lance, so like I would be trying to move Kittle now before that th- th- they start playing together. And you know, I I I actually like his starting lineup pretty good um, with Kyler Tannehill. Like that's a that's a serviceable QB room. Eckler Mitchell, and then the couple of guys. You know, we talked er- earlier about James Robinson. He has him there. Like if he comes back, and then Harris is a is a decent uh, running back four. So like. I wanted to just get him more depth. I think what he really needs, he needs a quarterback three, but he needs more depth. And so, you know, I used the name of Kittle to trade Kittle to get Hawkinson, who I know Rocky loves, and I'm right there. You know, mm-hmm. I love I love Hawkinson too. But uh, Hawkinson and then either Judy or Elijah Moore, two guys that I've had, like, that I really like, that I've liked going into last year. And, you know, Judy, he's had some questions. He's injured right now so right now is the time the the time to get him thrown into a trade 
or Elijah Moore. You know, they just went and got Garrett Wilson, so people are, are not really knowing how that that duo is going to play out. But you know, downgrading Kittle Talkinson probably won't be much of a downgrade, but getting a Judy or Elijah Moore that you can plug in there, I like getting that. Um, so that's where I'm at. Like Kittle was the one guy that I was like, he definitely needs to move on from. Um, but like his his main lineup is pretty good. I, but you guys are right. He needs more depth. So this gives him more depth and two high upside guys that are still young that can still develop. Um, so he's not getting old in, in the deal. He's getting younger and more depth. Yeah. And I do like that, that he, that, that, you know, it's two young pieces. I, again, I, I'm not sure how like a piece here, but you're right. If he has more depth, maybe like you said, the starting lineup is not that bad. Uh, I'm kind of where Bobby was on my trade. I'm not sure that this that you can get it done with those pieces. I, I I'm not as high on Judy, so maybe if he's not as well, maybe that works. Um, I just think to again, and maybe I'm overvaluing Hawkinson in this, so maybe you guys can correct me. I just think Hawkinson and one of those receivers might be a little too much for the other guy to accept. But other than that, I like the trade. Well, I'll jump in real quick and say I agree with you. I think that the Hawkinson and Judy or Moore side definitely has some value. I think it's going to take something on top of Kittle to make that move. But you've got that extra second. I don't mind throwing that in there if that gets it done. You know what I mean? Like, that's totally worth it to me. But the other thing I wanted to mention here was that this is with I Gagne. I don't know how we were pronouncing these things. I know. What's with the names in this league? I love it. But this guy's (laughs) got nine tight ends. He's got nine tight ends. We got Hawkinson, Allie Cox, uh, John U. Smith, Hayden Hurst, Noah Fant, uh, D- Donald Parham, Ky- Kylan Granson, Jake Ferguson, Kohler. Like he's got nine tight ends. Oh, he he has Hawkinson, and then nothing. well, and then a bunch of flyers. But again, like I don't hate that logic, right? But nine tight ends, and then he's also rostering Cam Newton. So it's like that also makes it more likely that he would trade for Kittle, in my opinion, because he has I those agree. nine tight ends, realizing that he doesn't have that Kittle type. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like he's got nine tight ends. So he's clearly looking for some help at tight end. He's looking at tight end as the place to strike. And he might be like, well, Kittle's an upgrade. All it's worth doing. Also, he's got Burrow and Chase as a good stack there. He's got a really good team. Honestly, like this guy's one of the best in leagues. He's got Brees Hall, DeAndre Swift, uh, Snoop Connor. I'm bringing up because I think he's hilarious. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson. He's got Judy and more like we mentioned, Rashad Bacon, Mike Evans. Like I love that name. But also I think he has potential to start because you never know at Jacksonville. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, he's he's got a really good team. So this could be one of those, like, as a contender, getting Kittle makes sense. But I don't think I would be willing to overpay as the Hawkinson manager. I don't think that makes sense. But I love the thought of the trade, for sure. I, I think that you mentioned the second. <laughs> I, I think when you said that, it, it makes it a lot closer. I think that makes it fairly close when you turn Yeah, he has in. two seconds. So, yeah. like, mm-hmm. he, can, he can part That's with exactly what I mean. Seconds. Yep. The other or maybe, he gives, like, maybe yeah. he gives, like, one of his, like, you know Jamal Williams, like just as like an extra piece. He's not. Well, worth he's a got. Second, he's but got like, Swift, you know. but I mean, like that's not a bad idea, right? Like a handcuff. Guy. There's some of that. I mean, there's some of that value in there, sure. Alternatively, though, he may have the nine tight ends, and I have something like this in one league because he feels okay, essentially not having Kittle, and it's like I'll just figure out who has the best matchup and play it. So he might not feel the need to trade that. I will say I'm not as high on Hawkinson as I think the rest of you are. So I think this trade is something that could potentially happen especially in a tight end premium league. Um, but, you know, if you had to kick in like a second or something to get it done, I honestly don't mind that because I do think there is a lot of upside on like Rocky in either Judy or I think your other piece was more right, Dustin. Yeah. I'm just trying to recall. And so, you know, 
the Jets have a lot more to work with on offense this year, so that could help more. Judy now has Russell Wilson, and if he explodes with Russell Wilson, his value could explode. I know Rocky doesn't necessarily agree because he's a Portland Sutton guy and also because he has to hate Judy because of our bet. Yeah. But Juju uh, for him. Yeah, so that said, <laughs> being not as high on Hawkinson and being higher on some of the other pieces, I do think it's a trade that could happen. And if you, I do think Andrew talks about this all the time where he says some of his trades that he throws out there are essentially just a starting point. So if this ends up being a starting point and you need to add in a little kicker to get it done, I'd be more than okay with that because I don't necessarily see it the same way that everyone else does of like you're giving up too much. I think throwing in a pick to get it done is totally fine with me as long as it's not like a first. Yeah, I really wanted to like sell Kittle because I think this might be his last sell window. And then I was looking through yeah. the teams and there wasn't many teams that really needed a tight end. Uh, there was another team that I started with, but this team is really rebuilding. It's it's not a good team. And I was like, there's no way he's buying Kittle in this mm-hmm. league. The only team, and then I was like, okay, this guy has nine tight ends. None are really that great. So, like, he's searching for that tight end, like like Bobby said. So, that's why I went to that team because, like, I do think he needs to sell Kittle. But there's not a lot of teams that are lining up for him to be able to do that. So, that's why I started here. Like, I'm fine throwing in the second um, if needed because you have two of them. To, to get the deal done, but yeah. And just to, just to finish up with this one, I, I, I think that's a really good point about Kittle. I, he's a guy I am definitely looking to sell uh, before the season. Uh, like you said, we don't know what Kittle looks like in a Lance. Op- we don't know what a Lance offense looks like. I mean, we don't know what he's going to be as a passer. We don't know what the volume is going to, I mean, it could very much look like the uh, low volume Eagles offense that we saw last year that, that has people worried about guys like AJ Brown and Devonte Smith. And then we're also, uh, we're probably only maybe a year or two away from people starting to worry about Kittle's age. I think he's going to be 29. Uh, I don't know if he's during the season or after the season, but uh, he's starting to get up there. And I know tight ends, it's not as big of a deal as receivers, but it's going to start being talked about within the next year or two. And his value is probably going to start going down because of it. So especially if he doesn't produce um, with Lance the way he has in the past. So, uh, but with that, Andrew, why don't you finish us up here? Sure. Yeah. So I, I think we all agree that this, this team isn't a pure contender. Like we've said already, right? This is, this team needs some work. There is a, a lot of ways to rebuild this roster, but I'm sticking with the Eckler train. I think that Eckler is the one guy on this roster that just is the one thing that doesn't make sense. So I was thinking send Eckler and Khalil Shakir to Quan Solo, who has Josh Allen. So maybe there's some stackable thought there. You never know. Um, for J.K. Dobbins and Jared Goff. Now, if I'm sending, if I'm getting a quarterback in a trade without sending one, I feel like I'm going to have to overpay. Right. Like I'm going to have to there's a tax for that. Right. I don't think this is a trade that will get through as it is. But I think sending Eckler, Eckler is clearly better than Dobbins in my book. Goff, a lot of people are just out on Goff and don't want to do it anymore. They don't think he's the guy. So it depends on if this guy is that guy in this league. Right. He's got Josh Allen, Desmond Ritter, Carson Wentz, Kellen Mond and Jared Goff. So. He could look at that and say, well, Goss are riding my bench. I don't really need him. Dobbins, I would rather get a better better running back in there. The way this team is lining up, he's got a ton of running backs. And he's only got, well, he's got four, sorry, five tight ends, but none of them are studs. So it might make more sense to try to move Kittle to this team. And kind of for the same thing, maybe you could do Kittle for Dobbins and Goff or something like that to kind of pivot. But I just thought Eckler and Shakir for Dobbins and Goff is a good starting point to see if there's any interest. And if not, 
you've got some options because this other team could use a lot of help. But I guess, Scott, we'll start with you on mine. What was your thought on that one? Yeah, I, I, I like moving Eckler, as we talked about earlier. And just I'm not like a huge fan of Dobbins, but I think when you get younger at that position, that gives you more opportunity then later to uh, make other moves. And so having that flexibility is good. Because, again, Eckler is he's pretty much at his peak. And I, I'm a huge fan of selling players at their peak. And Dobbins has the opportunity to increase in value. So not only are you moving on from somebody – you know, who's likely not going to continue at that value, but then you're also getting somebody who could gain. And then even like Shakir is a nice player. I like him fine, but what is his ultimate upside? Like he's, he's not really ever going to be a wide receiver one. So if you can get yourself a starting quarterback that gives you options this year, because what if it had, and I've had rosters like this where I didn't think I had any depth. And then all, like I had three guys that had career years and it just, it ran me to a, you know, to a championship run, right? Where it, it just went bonkers. So you don't know what's going to happen, but this at least gives you the flexibility of, okay, now I have a quarterback that I can move instead of like a at best wide receiver three. And that guy's going to be valuable to somebody at some point. Um, the first guy you probably try to trade for is like Matt Ryan. Like, oh, I'll take Matt Ryan for this year as my QB three and, and try to win. Uh, but Matt Ryan is is going to age out at some point. Goff, even though he doesn't start beyond this year, he should be a high-end backup somewhere too, maybe even a bridge um, over the next several years. So I, I don't mind picking him up cheap. And to me, a quarterback always going to have more value than you know a wide receiver three at best. So yeah, overall, I like the trade. I think it gives him some roster flexibility. And uh, at the end of the day, I don't think anything needs to be added to this. I think you could offer it straight up and it's – for me, I like I said, I'm not a Dobbins fan, so I think this but could get done. I think it hinges on your valuation of those players, as always, right? Like if if you're higher on Eckler than than most, or you're lower on Goff than most, this trade makes total sense either way. But uh, yeah. Bobby, what do you think? Is this a bad one? I just I'm really dying to know what Bobby thinks of this trade. Is this a terrible offer? Because Bobby does love to rip Andrew's trades. It's not a terrible <laughs> offer. Um, yes, I'll take it. Stop talking. We're good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what I would. What I would like to know, I guess, is to your point about how people are valuing these running backs, because I think there are some people in the community that value Dobbins even more highly than Eckler at this point, simply based on like age and the fact that Dobbins could increase in value. And so then you're giving up Shakir, who to me, and I mean, no offense to this, we've talked jokingly about this on this podcast before, but Shakir's, if Shakir's family is listening to this podcast, I apologize in advance for what I am about to say. But he means nothing to me. He has like close to zero value in Dynasty. And so giving up him and Eckler for Dobbins and a quarterback, even if it's Jared Goff in a Superflex League, I just don't necessarily see it going down because Goff does have some value. He's going to start at least some games this year, if not the entire season. So I think you would have to assume that this person values Eckler way more than Dobbins. And just given what I've seen, I really don't think that's the case anymore, but it's not, you know, as Rocky talked about earlier, how I've ripped some of your trades and it's not because I like ripping your trades. It's just generally, I have not been a fan of the trades you've submitted, but we we're just, uh, we're just different people, he, Bobby. It's okay. It's okay. But, it's just that mind. you come up with bad trades, Andrew. That's always it's not that I don't like your trades. It's just, you have terrible trades. It's totally fine. <laughs> 
I was going to give you a compliment and say Amazing. this is not close to the worst one I've seen. No, this is not close to the worst. I know, I've sent you some via DM that I'm like, I did this trade. And you're like, why? I'm like, just to piss you off, Bobby. It was so fun. Yeah, no, it's true. Andrew sends me trades that he essentially knows are the some of the worst trades that he could be offering. But he just likes to see me squirm and torture me with them. Well, yeah, Rock, some, I enjoy it. So, yeah, yeah I don't mind it. It's totally fine. <laughs> totally fine. Anyway, sorry. If you have more, go ahead, Bobby. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no that was okay. it. I Perfect. was just giving you a compliment on this was not even close to one of the worst. I, I, will gladly I will gladly take that compliment from you. But Rocky, what is your opinion of this one? I know you seem like you had an opinion there. I, I think they pretty much summed it up. I, I think yeah. this is definitely one they can get done. And the only thing I was going to add is that uh, I think even the people who roster Goff don't like Goff. So I think that's a really easy add there. Um, he's got Ritter, so like he could be looking done, at it yeah. like, he could be looking at like Goff as his fourth QB if he thinks Ritter's going to start. Like, Again, I know they're, I think he, yeah, and I think he's fine as a QB three for our team that we're trying to make the trade for. So yeah, yeah. Well, and there are plenty of people that think Dobbins is coming back from an injury. He's going to lose a step. Like it really just all of this hinges on all of these guys being kind of all over the place for what we said before. But I, I think we all agree Eckler at his current value, I don't see it going up. And and that's mm. the main thing I'm trying to trade is anyone that is on the decline before they decline more. So this is actually one of those trades too. I might wait till after week one and kind of just hold on and see how it goes. Because if, if Goff has a bad week one and Dobbins comes out of the gate rusty because he hasn't played in a while and Eckler gets three touchdowns, this trade makes way more sense. You know what I mean? Like we have a whole nother data point then that you can lean on. Um, so again, I don't know if I make this trade today. I always say timing is everything. This is not a trade I'm like forcing through, but I don't mind sending it to see the reaction. And if the guy's like, no way in hell, I'm like, all right, that's cool. And I move on. And I say, well, what about Kittle? And we talk about a different trade, you know? Like, I, I think Bobby probably knows this best, but, like, I don't tend to get too butthurt when you don't like my trades. I'm like, that's fine. If we all liked each other's trades, there would be no trading, right? Trading is all about value differences. So when you tell me I value players differently, I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's actually ideal. Thank you for telling me that. Who do you value more than I do then? Let's find something that you want. Like, I, don't, I think sometimes people get really upset with, like, that was a bad trade. I'm like, nah, it's just one that we didn't agree with because neither one of us accepted. What I don't like is when people bash trades that both sides accepted. Because then it's like, wait, that trade went through? Like, we were talking about trades before. Like, that trade went through? Like, I wouldn't do that, but it's not a bad trade. Both sides agreed. You know, both sides said yes. That's all that matters. So that's the only time I really get kind of up in arms about this. But I, I do love pissing you off, Bobby. It's so much fun. It, it wouldn't be an episode of this show, at least over the past couple of weeks, if we didn't have Andrew's trading philosophy on it and essentially <laughs> him defending his trading I feel philosophy. Like, I feel like I have to keep defending it in different directions, though. So we'll see what happens next week. Stay tuned. Maybe Especially I come up with ever since that Bosch episode. Oh, that was such a good episode. <laughs> oh. Ultimately, okay. we agreed, but it didn't sound like it. But yes, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so so that that's going to finish this up here. So... Uh, Dustin, uh, I guess I just want to let you kind of sign off here. I know yeah. you're, you're not doing any podcasting right now, even though you probably should be. So anything you want to say, give people your Twitter handle, anything else you want to put out there before we finish up the show? No, I just want to congratulate you guys again on 100 episodes. You know, um, I knew you were going to get there, even though you said earlier multiple times, like you didn't think you were going to get there. <laughs> and I'm just honored and um, and excited that you you brought me back on for 100 um you know it's just you know i love talking with all you guys and you guys have been doing amazing things so um like rocky said i'm, I'm not out there um really much anymore um i've just been been pretty busy recently 
Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm still out there a little bit um, at Dynasty Junkie FF on Twitter. But really, um, just share, share the podcast. Um, I know these guys have a big following now. But, you know, get the, get it out there. They have some amazing people on their show. Um, and just, just go listen. Um, thank you guys so much for having me on. It was, it was a blast. And I won't be such a stranger in the future. <laughs> yeah, thank, thanks for coming back. I'm so glad you could make it this week. And uh, I, I told you uh, prior to, to coming on here, and anytime you want to come back, we'll have you as a guest. Uh, loved having you on tonight. And just to tie a little bow on the whole episode 100 thing, I just wanted to... That I, I, it's, it's funny. We were supposed to have another guest on tonight, um, and it didn't work out. Uh, but it, it's almost fitting. We have we have all five hosts of this show on the show. I, I kind of love that, and I I've said this to you, uh, especially in, not, maybe not to Dustin recently, but uh, re, I know recently I've said it to the other three of you in our junkies chat. I, I appreciate you guys so much, and including you, Dustin. Uh, you guys have been so great. I've just been. I've been so lucky that like doing this show when Dustin had to leave and I just kept finding these super smart people that somehow weren't already doing podcasts and agreed to come on this show. I don't know how it happened. I guess maybe it means I was doing something right that, that you guys were all coming on here. Uh, I'd like I said, I feel blessed. I appreciate you guys. And I'm very happy to have all three of you currently on and Dustin, you know, I love doing it with you for the, for the first uh, 35 episodes or whatever it was. So uh, with that, uh, I do have one other thing I want to say before we give all our sign off stuff. Uh, we are going to be doing the junkies listener league Two. speaking of the history of the show, me and Dustin were presumptuous enough to think about 15 episodes in, we should have a listener league, which has been going for two years, though. It has it has lasted. We, we, we managed to form it. Um, and But we are doing listener league, too. So uh, it's going to be a 14-team league, we're pretty sure. Beyond that, we haven't worked out all the scoring and settings. Uh, I believe, what are we going to do? I think it's uh, Bobby and Andrew are going to co-manage a team and me and Scott yeah i'm being forced to co-manage we want to get 12 other managers to come in listeners uh and so i don't even know if we're going to promote this on twitter i'm hoping we can just promote it during the show for the next few weeks and get 12 people to sign on people we want people who are actually listening not just people who want to be in some league so uh dm us you can uh, DM me. Uh, really, you can DM any of the four of us. DM Dynasty Junkies uh, at Dynasty Junkies, uh, and we will. It, it's basically going to be first come, first serve. We, like I said, we want the listeners. So uh, whoever you DM, we'll, we'll put a list together, and uh, we'll figure out the setting soon, and I'll let you guys know that as well in the coming weeks. So uh, with that, I guess I just want to say again, thanks to everyone on the show tonight. Follow uh, all these guys at Racked Fantasy, at Scott Anastrosillo, at Andrew Hall FF, at Dynasty Junkie FF. Don't worry about me. Follow the pod at Dynasty Junkies. Follow the Dap Network at Dap underscore Network. Subscribe to the pod. Review the pod. We love seeing that. Haven't gotten enough. We need more. And uh, I'm going to say that's it. So, Dustin, since you're here, one last time, and we will not cut it off. Junkies out. Thank you.